0: Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Just Sayin' Sports with Jake and Sean. My name is Jake Adnip. I'm here with my best bud and now one-year-long co-host of Just Sayin' Sports, Sean Dwyer. Say hello to our wonderful peoples. How you done? Yeah, so as I mentioned, one year, man. How's it feel? What, what do you think... Uh, one year later of our podcast. You think everybody's still into it? Everybody likes it?
1: I hope so. I think that we have gotten better as people talking into a microphone, trying to limit the amount of ums and the amount of verbal ticks that we use. I think it's really – I think we've gotten better at talking as much as the people have enjoyed listening to us talk about sports.
0: And there's been a lot that has gone on over the last year. You know, uh, there's still a lot of you guys who, who listen to us every week whenever we put on an episode. I know we were trying to get to 52 episodes this year. Uh, We're doing one every week. We did miss one last week after my 25th birthday and my wonderful mother's 20, or my mother's birthday, not 20, uh, her 25th birthday as well. My mom's mom's 25th and (laughs) mine's 25th. Uh, Had a good weekend. We kind of took a little hiatus because we knew our one-year extravaganza bracket show was coming up. So we started this show a year ago uh, with this particular you know subject right at the bracket time we had the brackets released on Sunday at six p m just after all the tournament games ended after Michigan State beat Michigan, which go was a very, go white that was a very good game, but uh either way uh that was definitely a good a good start to the day. We saw all the brackets shake out, and what we're gonna do is go back through our stuff and i'm gonna i'm gonna introduce the format to you here a little bit. But just to get started off with, we wanted to uh, tell you how this is all going to work. Sean and I are going to do one bracket for Just Saying Sports in which we give you our picks into the final four. Uh, I will do two parts of the bracket. He will do two parts of the bracket in which our final four picks will go against each other. And then we will kind of hash it out and let you know who we think is going to make it into the championship game and then win it all. And we want you guys to kind of, play along with this. I know that everybody's filling out brackets. Everybody has uh, plenty of questions and plenty of insights and it's always, a, it's always madness, right?
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you're right.
0: we you know, we always, I think we said this at the beginning of the show last year, we're probably not going to be right on a lot of these, but we're going to give it our best guess. You know, we've done some research, we've watched a lot of basketball this year, and we're going to, you know, let you know who we think is going to make it and why. So if you ever get caught in that little worker awkward encounter where you're at the coffee stand and they go, who you got in the, the bracket? And you got something to go off of. Now, uh, as part of our process, we want to get you guys, our listeners involved in our one year episode. And we want to do a little giveaway. Well, uh, I think it's the first one in our history, but if you will listen to our show, pick your final four, uh, you got to share it, uh, retweet it or, and comment or, you know, reply to it on Twitter, uh, who your final four is. Whoever has the most correct Final Four picks will get a $25 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. Uh, Sean and I will send that on out to you after the tournament is over. Obviously, it'll be just like a bracket, a tiebreaker into the final for the Final Four. Uh, Whoever gets that pick right as well. So let us know who your Final Four and champions will be, and we will get you into our little contest for a $25 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card where you can go watch some games after the tournament's over with. Once baseball starts up, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Baseball is the best season of the, out of the year, of course.
0: Um, I still like March. We still like uh, March. Yeah, we, is... I agree.
1: I'm just, yeah, baseball is, baseball is great, but nothing beats the tournament.
0: And that's why we're here. So play along, fill out your brackets with us. We have a little bit more lengthy show than we've been doing recently. But as you know, we like to break it down for you guys, let you, let you in on the note. So, without further ado, we're going to get right into that show. All right, Sean. So, getting started for you in the West, you got Gonzaga against the 16 seed. I mean, do you think anything is going to happen once again?
1: No, I think Gonzaga wins that game handedly um, running away. So, we're going to have Gonzaga advancing. Of course. Now, 8-9.
0: Syracuse has made some noise in the tournament lately. What do you think about that uh, Syracuse and Baylor matchup?
1: I think it is going to be a Syracuse win, but not a running away Syracuse win. Baylor is a top 75 defensive team, Kempom, a top 30 team offensively. They are an offensive rebounding machine. But Syracuse in that zone, Baylor, I don't know if they've played a zone all year. As we know from personal experience, just popping in and playing the zone is not good for your team, so I'm taking Syracuse.
0: Now, the next one coming up, you got Murray State and Marquette. John Morant. I mean, do you think his electricity is going to travel into the tournament? Uh,
1: Yes, but no. I think he's going to have an amazing game and pretty show everybody what he's been doing all year, but I think Marcus Howard and Marquette and the Hauser brothers – are just going to be too much for Murray State. I think I have Marquette continuing on.
0: Now, getting down to the number four, number 13 matchup, these are always kind of interesting. What do you think about this one?
1: I have Florida State advancing in this game easily. I think that they showed in the ACC title that they are a team that needs to be taken seriously and probably have been a little bit underrated all year, and I think they'll advance very easily against the cat and mouse of Vermont.
0: Buffalo has done some pretty magic things, and there's a play-in game, St. John's or Arizona State, uh, 6-11 matchup. There's always really good games in here. We've seen a lot of really good 6-11 matchups over the last few years.
1: Yeah, to me, this game is very much dependent on who wins the first four game, but... We will just go ahead and take um, – St. John's was the last team in the tournament, so as kind of a default, we'll go Arizona State in this matchup since we don't have that information of who they're going to play. So we'll go Buffalo, Arizona State. Uh, in that case, I am taking Buffalo over Arizona State. I think that they are a better team than Arizona State. I think the guard play, Lugan's Dort and Remy Martin, I don't know if they're going to be a match for C.J. Mossenberg and Buffalo. I think he is the better of those – Players, and I think Buffalo advances. Uh, Tech
0: and Northern Kentucky. I just I want to toss a little tidbit in here. Texas Tech getting a three seed did kind of surprise me. Uh, Twenty six and six, but they did lose four games in the Big Twelve. Didn't even come close to the top of those rankings. Do you think they could be upset here?
1: No, Texas Tech is the number one rated defensive team in Ken Palm. They have a very good defense. Uh, their second and two-point field goal percentage again, so they are making teams take hard shots inside the paint, inside the three-point area. They are going to take them and destroy them.
0: And destroy them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that. they're going to break him. That's perfect. Now, moving along, Nevada and Florida. This is a pretty good first-round matchup, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, it's a very good matchup. I am going to take Nevada, though. I think that they have just done enough throughout the year that I'm not going to bash on them too much. Um, I know that Florida has been on a roll lately, but I'm still going to roll with Nevada. All right, now Michigan two seed down there in the west
0: going on and playing, what is it, Montana?
1: Yes, that is correct. Um, Michigan, I don't think Montana can beat them. I would love if Montana could, but they can't, so Michigan.
0: All righty. So, do you want to start back at the top, or do you want to keep rolling from the two seed?
1: Uh, keep rolling from the two seed.
0: All So then, Michigan taking on Nevada. You think Nevada can keep any type of magic going there?
1: Yes, I can. I think Nevada wins this game. I, I do believe that they are going to be – this is what Nevada did last year. I don't know if Mich- – Nevada's a deep team. Going through their roster, they have a lot of older, experienced players. Michigan is just so thin. I think they played, what, si- seven players today against Michigan State coming into the Big Ten title game. Throughout the season, I think the most they've played in the game this year is eight. They don't have a lot of depth. And the- Nevada can come at you in waves, and I will take Nevada in that game.
0: All right. So there's, there's the first uh... – first top seed going down, at least in this bracket. Now let's bump up to the one seed then. Let, let's go back, or go back up there and see what you think. Do you think Syracuse has their type of magic to take out this Gonzaga-Zags team?
1: No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Nevada, I think that Syracuse does not possess the offense to beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga will figure it out against the zone eventually, and when they do, they're going to go on a 20 to nothing run at some point. This is what they do. And I think they'll take Syracuse. It'll be a close game heading into the second half of the second half, but Gonzaga will run away with it. righty,
0: So let's see who their matchup
1: will be in the Sweet
0: 16. Do you think it would be Marquette or Florida State?
1: I think it will be Florida State. Like I said earlier, they I feel like they've been underrated more so than people have realized, even myself included. And I think that they will Get past Marquette because you always Marcus Howard and his shooting is a lot like Carson Edwards's was Purdue. You never know what's going to happen. So I'm going to take Florida State. All righty.
0: Then who do you think Nevada is going to be taking on after they get the Wolverines out of the tournament?
1: Texas Tech. I think they beat Buffalo just from a talent standpoint. Jarrett Culver is a much better player than anybody that is on Buffalo. I think that uh what is this? I can't remember his last name. The Italian point guard Texas Tech has. I just thought of his name and forgot it. He's been shooting lights out lately. All of Tech the Texas Tech's whole team has been shooting lights out for the past couple of weeks. So I'll take Texas Tech in that matchup. righty. so
0: whittle it all the way down to the Elite Eight. Who do you think do you think Gonzaga, I mean, is going to run away with this bracket? I mean, it kind of sounds like you think they're going to take a big run.
1: I think that if they're going to lose a game in this um, side of the bracket before they get to the final four, it's going to be to Florida State in the Sweet 16. I don't think that they will. Florida State has the pieces to challenge them. They are a long, athletic team. But I think Gonzaga's offense is just too good, and I'm going to put Gonzaga into the Elite Eight.
0: All righty. And like you said, Texas Tech Nevada got Texas Tech in there, so you have gonzaga I... or did did you choose Texas Tech or
1: yes, I choose Texas Tech. I don't know if we talked about it, but Texas Tech over Nevada, they are a superior team, yeah, I mean
0: i there's certain times that Nevada's gone cold, like you kind of said, and you'll you'll see that against the best defense, right mm-hmm now. Who do you think is going to move out of this bracket into the final four? Is it well, Gonzaga just... or Texas Tech offense versus defense?
1: Yep, this matchup is the number one rated Ken Pom offense in Gonzaga and the number one rated defense at Texas Tech. I do think offense wins out. I'm going to put Gonzaga into the final four because I think that they just have more offensive firepower. They can, If they want to get into a shootout, they can win with any team. Texas Tech is going to have to play defense for 40 minutes against the number one ranked offense, which is hard to do. So I'm going to go with Gonzaga. All righty. Now
0: I got a bracket to fill out on this side. So who do we think, who do I think is going to face off with, I guess Gonzaga Correct. For, for just saying. So why don't you lead the way, Sean?
1: Yep. we will start right at the top. Um, let's go with Duke versus the 16 seed. Well, I once again
0: we don't have to say very much about this. I know I did that last year when it was Virginia and UMBC. You're we like, oh, we just can put all the one seeds on, but Duke's dangerous, and I don't think any playing team is going to take down the Blue Devils anytime soon.
1: All right, so we got Duke there. we us move on to VCU versus UCF and seven foot six Taco Fall.
0: And you took the words out of my mouth. I'm actually going to choose UCF for this. Uh, they they got Taco Fall and that guy just watching him is it's weird almost he's so much bigger than everybody it's like uh, minute baller yeah and and just so long so tall he can literally take one or two steps and be from the three point line into the into the paint or all the way up to the basket and you know they've won two games against top twenty five teams this year. In an 8-9 matchup, even though they're the lower seed, I think that they can take care of VCU pretty easily.
1: All right, so moving on, we are going to Mississippi State and Liberty in the 5-12.
0: Now, just because we're filling out brackets, you know you can't always trust these matchups 5-12. and 12. I'm actually going to give Liberty this game. I don't think a lot of people are picking them, but, I mean, they, they don't have a very good strength of schedule. They haven't played too many people. I mean, Mississippi State's in the SEC. They've had bouts with Kentucky and LSU over and over again. But they haven't played up to standard when they need to. And that's the point is every time that they are facing a good team, they're getting trounced, uh, from what I recall at least. And uh, I think this is the 12-5, at least in my mind, that I'm going to put up for a first-round upset. Give it to Liberty.
1: All right. Next up is the 4-13 Virginia Tech Hokies. And the Fighting Javon best team in St. Louis. It,
0: I could pick St. Louis. I mean, obviously, we've seen Javon best play as a freshman and then move on and do pretty good things out in St. Louis. He uh, he leads that team in scoring, but Virginia Tech, Buzz Williams. I've always liked him as a coach. He always seems to do pretty well in tournament time, and they, they're they're looking all good because they have a couple really good big guys in Kerry Blackshear and uh, Nick and Alexander Walker.
1: And they are getting their point guard back in Robinson for the tournament. If I read read correctly today. So moving on to the next matchup is Maryland versus the potential of Belmont slash Temple. Uh, Do you think that it matters who Maryland plays if they win this game or not? I actually do.
0: Uh, I, I... can't I can't tell you exactly who I think is going to win the first game, which is kind of tougher. But I think if they play Temple, Maryland moves on uh, pretty easily. But I think if they play Belmont, it's going to be one of those sneaky teams that Maryland doesn't know too much about. And I don't know if I see Maryland putting things together. They, they've been very inconsistent. They've beaten some good teams, but then they've lost really, really bad. So uh, I think if if they, if Temple comes in, Maryland wins. If Belmont comes in, Maryland loses.
1: So for the sake of our bracket, we were going to move on Belmont in this situation since they are one of the. They made it in the last four before Temple. So you say Maryland loses to Belmont, so Belmont Belmont is advancing, moving on to the three verse fourteen, LSU and Yale. How do you got that one shaping up?
0: Well, Yale has put up some pretty good, pretty good games this season. They were top in the Ivy League. I know when they played Baylor, they've put up some pretty hefty numbers, but LSU. Even you know, even without their head coach, I think they're still dangerous enough to make it a couple rounds into this tournament. So I'm gonna give it to LSU. They they have
1: talent down there. All right, moving on. We have Louisville and Minnesota, daddy's old team versus son's new team. How you got that one going?
0: It would be kinda of funny to see this matchup in the tournament. That would be pretty cool if Patino was still at Louisville, but cheater. Anyways <laughs> <laughs> To keep it simple. Uh, yeah, but I mean, after seeing you know, Minnesota beat Purdue, which was you know, really good in the Big Ten tournament, but then getting absolutely sloshed by Michigan, you know, I, oh. don't think, yeah, I don't think that Minnesota really has what it takes to go against a good Louisville team. Uh, I know we saw Louisville play Michigan State earlier in the year. They beat Michigan State. It was a close one, but uh, I would say Louisville's going to have the uh, advantage over Minnesota. You know, We've played both of these teams this year, seen quite a bit from them, and I think Louisville's a better team. <laughs>
1: Should Michigan State be worried against Bradley or should we just pencil him in?
0: No, we shouldn't be worried.
1: All we, right. We've been moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been
0: I don't want to be like that, but I'll say no. I
1: agree with you. Yeah, until I have more time to look at Bradley. Um, my first glance is MSU should handle them. You agree with that, correct?
0: Uh, yeah, my, my thing is just MSU's play of late has been really, really good. They just get Nick Ward back, and we'll talk more about that later on.
1: Yep, so bouncing up to the top, Duke, UCF. Does UCF and Taco Fall slow down Zion?
0: I think they can, but this is where Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett step in and just start raining shit from the perimeter. <laughs> raining it from the perimeter. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I-, I could just see it happening. Uh, you know, they, they won't... Zion will still throw down on Taco Fall. That'll be a good poster to see, but I'm I'm giving this game to Duke.
1: Liberty versus Virginia Tech, the 12 versus the 4.
0: There's always a Cinderella team, and 12 seeds are usually a pretty good call to see if you can make it to the lead 8. But I'm not going to give it to Liberty, because once again, I think they're going to run into the buzzsaw. So, Virginia Tech.
1: The buzzsaw! All right, so Belmont versus LSU. We have Dylan Windler in Belmont versus Tremont Waters and LSU. Now,
0: like I said, I think LSU has a lot of talent. I mean, Tremont Waters, he he can score from anywhere. Um, I like his play. He's, I mean, he's a little bit on the smaller side. He's he's about six foot if I if I'm right. Uh, but. Once again, he can feed a few different guys on his team. Skyler Mays, Naz Reed, Ellis, I don't think LSU has any time dispatching of people until they meet in the next round.
1: All right, so we are going with LSU on that line. Going next is the rematch of the regular season game between Louisville and MSU. Does MSU come away with this one unlike when they played at the Yum Center? earlier in the year.
0: Yeah, I think a neutral court makes the biggest difference. The game was overtime. It was close. Some different things may not have bounced the Spartans' way, but I think Michigan State then and now should have won that game and is going to win this game.
1: All right, we'll keep it right there on the bottom half of the bracket and bounce it back up with MSU versus LSU. Louisiana State, Michigan State, the State's off. How do you got that one shaping up?
0: Well, I like that LSU won the SEC, but once again, I think this is where them not having their head coach Will Wade because of the whole wiretap deal, which it's funny that, you know, they're, they're still even doing that well, you know, uh, after the fact. But I think Tom Izzo, having a, having a coach like Tom Izzo on the other side of a kind of disorganized team will really pay dividends for Michigan State.
1: All right, Duke versus Virginia Tech. They have played already this year. Virginia Tech has won. That was without Zion. Does it make a difference with Zion? Does Duke handle Virginia Tech this time around?
0: I don't know about handle, and I think Zion makes a difference, but there's going to be a caveat I want to bring up here: is, the, Duke, is still, Duke is still a man down without Marquise Bolden.
1: Exactly, yes.
0: They it, say Zion twists his knee, twists his knee again or somebody else goes down. I think that's the only way that Duke's going to fall in one of these games, but I think it's very, very possible, very likely, uh, that something happens to anybody, you know. There's there's so many things. But, you know, if Marquise Bolden can come back and they have a full complement at Duke, I see them probably running over Virginia Tech this time around.
1: All right, that sets up the Elite Eight matchup of Duke versus Michigan State. Does Tom Izzo finally figure it out? As Coach K is the kryptonite, the time is O Superman. What do we got here? You just,
0: it's so hard to go against history. And the thing about this team for Michigan State is, you know, I, I never would have thought they would be a Final Four team. Really, at any point during the season, once Josh Langford fell out and then we lost those three games, Nick Ford went away. It's been all gritty, grinded out, heart wins. But I don't know if Michigan State has the – Offensive potential to stick with Duke to get rolling. We've seen that before. Before, I mean, we saw it with our own eyes. You know, they they looked really good. And then Duke got rolling, and Michigan State just hasn't had the offensive potential. You know, their MO, defense, rebounding, Duke is going to slap it down. You know, they're going to throw points on you. And it's never really worked out for uh, Michigan State. And I don't think it's going to this time. You know, like I said, I don't think this Michigan State team was built for the Final Four in the first place, but, you know, they, they have done some pretty special things as of late. So I wouldn't count them out. I never count I never count the Spartan Dogs out.
1: All right, so that sets up a Final Four matchup of Duke and Gonzaga. We're going to swing it over to the South, where I will start making picks again. So, Jake, if you want to tee it up, we'll start off with the South.
0: All righty. So Virginia's back in the one seed, after a year after losing to UMBC, the Golden Retrievers. But I believe it was 20 points. So I know they were down, one of the best players then. But do you think that that come back to haunt them at all and they get to some first-round jitters?
1: Jake, I'm going to give you a stat here. No number one seed has lost two years in a row to a 16 seed. Wow. So history is wow. on Virginia's side here. I'm going to go with Virginia.
0: This is like – ESPN statistician pulling things from the very back of a cookbook, huh? <laughs> exactly.
1: No number, no team that has gotten the number one seed two years in a row has lost to a six seed in the first year and not won the second year. Yeah, that would be so, crazy. Virginia.
0: Well, no, just so everybody knows, in case you didn't know, that was the very first time last year that a 16 seed ever beat a one seed.
1: So, so yeah,
0: <laughs> this is the first possibility for that stat. It I'm is... gonna
1: play. I'm gonna play the odds of one seeds being like a thousand to one all-time against 16 and go with UBA. Alrighty.
0: Moving down to the 8-9 matchup. Neck and neck. Ole Miss-Oklahoma.
1: I'm going to go with Oklahoma here and my reasoning is I think that they are a better defensive team than Ole Miss is offensively and they're going to keep the Rebels off the scoring column and win the game in the defensive match. Alrighty.
0: We got a pretty storied matchup it seems like. I, see, I feel like I've seen this time and time again. Wisconsin and Oregon. We've seen yeah, what Wisconsin Ethan Hap can do, but also, once again, they just lost uh, to Michigan State. Didn't look the greatest, but they, they kept in it. What, what do you think their chances are of moving on?
1: If Oregon had Bobo, this would be a completely different situation, but Oregon has struggled, in my opinion, offensively without him all season. It's hurt them in the Pac-12. They did win the Pac-12 tournament, catching fire. I don't know if it continues I don't know if they've got someone that can slow down Ethan Happ if he gets on a roll, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin.
0: All righty. Now, Kansas State, we saw some magic out of them in the late season. Going up against UC Irvine, it seems like UC Irvine has been a mainstay in the tournament for a few years now. Do you think they'll actually be able to make a run in a 13 spot?
1: I would love to pick the Anteaters of UC Irvine just as an all-nickname team, but Kansas State – um, they did make a very strong run in the Big 12 this season, dethroning Kansas in their 14-year run at the conference championship regular season. So I'm going to go with Kansas State.
0: Yeah, that's what I was talking about is, you know, we'll get down to Kansas at another time. But that was pretty incredible. That's a, that's a big streak broken. Now, going for Villanova, fell all the way down to a six seed a year after being on top. Do you think they take out St. Mary's and keep the March Magic rolling?
1: This is a game that I have actually been looking at since the bracket was announced and wondering if this is going to be one of those big upsets. That's in quotations because, you know, in the past, St. Mary's can play with anybody. But I do think Villanova wins it. I think that being the defending champs, they have to get out of the first round. I think Jay Wright knows that as well. The whole team's gonna be the whole team. You can't win the tournament and then lose in the first round the next year. Well, what if that you, would just be embarrassing?
0: What if you were like Kentucky when you win the tournament and you're in the NIT the next year?
1: That's yeah. That was a whole. I mean, they lost their top eight players from that team to the next team. So I don't know. Villanova. I think they beat St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's emptied their clip of bullets against Gonzaga to win the WCC.
0: Alrighty now. Purdue Boilermakers after falling to Minnesota against Old Dominion, another 14-3. I mean, do you think Carson Edwards has the point power to push Purdue as far as I, they can go?
1: Yes, because Old Dominion is a team that I don't think is going to give Purdue much of pressure. So Carson Edwards will be able to go 10 for 60 from the field. He's probably going to get 30 free throw attempts if the referee against him holds up as of late. So he'll get his forty points against Old Dominion the old-fashioned way on ten percent shooting, like he normally does in Purdue. Will advance. Already now, Cincinnati
0: and Iowa, both these teams have made a little bit of noise in the last two. Well, last year when we did this show, and uh, it's a good first-round matchup.
1: I like Cincinnati in this matchup. I like uh, Cumberland on Cincinnati. I think Iowa. Ever since Grant McCaffrey went ballistic in the tunnels underneath the stadium. I think they've been a different team, scared to really kind of assert themselves because they're scared of throwback from the officials, at least in the Big Ten season. I don't know if it carries over into the tournament, but I do like Cincinnati. Cumberland is a player, and I think they are going to beat Iowa. All
0: righty. Now, is there any chance of a 15-2 upset uh, for Tennessee? Tennessee was ranked dead number one for the majority of the beginning of the season before a conference play really took a toll on them. But do you think – the orange can actually make something happen. I feel like they really, they really don't make it too far in the tournament. I believe they've never been in the final four and only have a couple of elite eights in school tournaments or in school history.
1: Yeah, I think Tennessee wins. First of all, uh, we're gonna just say it right now: Tennessee getting the number one two seed over Michigan State. I have issue with as a team that won the. Big Ten regular season title, the Big Ten tournament title. Tennessee won neither of the SEC titles and is the top two seed. I understand that some people think they're more talented, but when it gets to the splitting hairs part, do you want a team that has won multiple conference championships or not? I think Michigan State should have been the number one overall two seed, if not over North Carolina for the last one seed. But it is what it is at this point. you got to play the games in front of you. I am going to take Tennessee over Colgate. I don't know how you could pick against that going forward.
0: No, back to the top. Virginia, Oklahoma. Is Virginia going to stumble for not scoring 60 points?
1: No, because Oklahoma, in my opinion, is not really – they don't have the firepower offensively if Virginia gets rolling. I think Virginia is going to stop the lesser offense of Oklahoma – and be able to overwhelm Oklahoma defensively and win the game. Already
0: now, you have one of the top teams in the Big Ten in Wisconsin. One of the top teams in the Big Twelve, Kansas State, both played a pretty tough schedule this season. Do you think the Big Ten or the Big Twelve has prepared either of these teams better? Which one?
1: I'm going to go with Wisconsin right now, and that is because the availability and health of Dean Wade for Kansas State is unknown. Um, if he plays, he matches up probably better with Ethan Happ than most. But as of right now, he is not um, a very much probable player to play. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin right now.
0: All right. Then defending champs versus the Boilermakers, do you think Carson Edwards' is 10 for 60? is a downfall at this point? Or do you think yes. Jay Wright's?
1: I do think that's, this is Purdue's downfall right here against Villanova. A very sound technical team that Jay Wright will have ready. Um, and Carson Edwards is probably going to go six for 27 in this game. I'm going to just write that down for a note to check later. But Villanova will win this game. All righty. The last
0: round of 32 matchup for you, Cincinnati, Tennessee.
1: It's Tennessee. I like Cumberland. I like Cincinnati and Nick Cronin a lot, but Tennessee is, they're just better than Cincinnati.
0: All righty. Now we'll move back up to that sweet 16, Virginia, Wisconsin. Do you think Ethan Hap has what it takes to push the Badgers into another elite eight?
1: No. And this is also going to be circled as one of the most boring tournament games of all time. UVA versus Wisconsin. I think UVA wins. They've beaten Wisconsin already once this season. I think they are a better team. And going through ACC play, they also learned how to speed up a little bit with DeAndre Hunter doing some isolation game. So I think that they will beat Wisconsin. All right. Now,
0: Tennessee Villanova. Got a six seed versus two seed.
1: I'm going to go with Villanova. I just – something about them, I think they're better than Tennessee yet certain aspects, and I think they can catch lightning in a bottle and end up beating Tennessee in this game. So I'm going to roll with Villanova.
0: I just have to state on this side of just saying I disagree. I think Villanova's going to lose pretty early. So when you're filling out your bracket, people, keep that in mind.
1: And this is also just looking at the bracket as it's a couple hours old. We're kind of shooting off the cuff a little bit here. But you know what? That's what the bracket is. You roll with what you first feel, and what happens, happens. So I could be completely wrong with Villanova, but at my feeling right now is let, let's let go. Let's let's just go to the Elite Eight in the South region.
0: All righty. Well, then Virginia-Villanova, Battle of the Vs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be boring that I'm going to take UVA because I know it's kind of a boring pick for me to take the two one seeds in the regions that I did, but I think they are the two best teams in America in those regions. Um, when you talk about Gonzaga and Virginia – I think they are the superior teams in their regions, and I think they're going to make the Final Four. All righty. So,
0: coming out of the South for you, Virginia. So, so far we have Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia. And now it's my turn for the Midwest, right,
1: Sean? Of course. We're going to start off real quick, just rapid-fire North Carolina, Iona.
0: UNC, I believe they're one of the best teams in the tournament.
1: All right, Utah State-Washington. This is a kind of an intriguing game that a lot of people said to circle, and I believe them.
0: I, I agree as well. I think Utah State's offense could get past the the Huskies' defense only because the Pac-12 has had a pretty bad year, and they still weren't able to score a lot of points. So I think if, if Utah State can just get up to that 70 or 80 mark, they can run away with this. I'm going to do a little uh, – I'm kind of thinking I might regret this one, but uh, it's an 8-9 matchup, so it can really go, you know, either way.
1: All right, moving on. We are going to go with Auburn and New Mexico State.
0: I think Auburn's hot at the right time. They're five You know, they've, they've been on a little winning streak. They did great in the SEC tournament. Uh, they they haven't done the best uh, in big games this year, but I think it's pretty easy for them to take out this 12. See, this isn't my 12 five, um, my 12-5 upset.
1: This is my 12-5 upset, personally. I am going with New Mexico State over Auburn. But like we've mentioned before, just first glance at the bracket, this is what I think. Jake thinks Auburn is hot at the right time. Winning the SEC tournament does give them that boost. And I think you might be onto something there as well. Kansas, do they get challenged by Northeastern, or is this one of the ones you just automatically pencil in? Well, actually, I
0: made this my first-round big upset. Kansas – has been inconsistent i think they might be pretty down on themselves after not winning that big 12 regular season title i mean obviously they still played or well in the
1: tournament title
0: no i know i was gonna say that. obviously they still played well in the tournament but they had an up and down inconsistent season i mean obviously you know they started off the year pretty good and they stayed within the top 15 almost the entire year <laughs> but i'm just gonna do this because Somebody, somebody big is going down in the first round, and I think Kansas could really be that one. I mean, Northeastern's offense with Vasa Pouchia, I mean, he's almost scoring twenty points a game. It's it's going to be good uh, to try and go, you know, back and forth with Dietrich Lawson and LeGerald Vick. I I don't know. I just feel like the Kansas team is kind of inexperienced, especially in this aspect, and they might fall right here.
1: All right, so we got Northeastern over Kansas. Next up is Iowa State, Ohio State. Jake, I want you to tell me, am I wrong for thinking that Iowa State is going to just absolutely obliterate Ohio State? No, you are not wrong.
0: They also did very, very well in the Big 12 tournament. They had a, they've had a good end of the season. Ohio State has looked miserable since about the middle of February. Uh, somehow they had already almost won themselves into the tournament by then. Uh, I give it to I, uh, Iowa State, but – I don't ever trust the Cyclones in the tournament. They've done some pretty bad things to my bracket before.
1: I I agree, but I think this matchup really plays out well for them. They have enough guys to throw at Caleb Wesson to kind of confuse them and disorient him. I think they do win this game handily. Another question for you. This Houston-Georgia State game, if somebody really feels compelled to take Georgia State, do you think that they're wrong?
0: I, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, they have DeMarcus Simmons – he has, you know, he's played great for them. We've seen them pop up on Sports Center, And you remember what happened with the very, very magical shot when I believe it was the coach's son. I can't remember his name.
1: Hunter. Uh, yeah. RJ yeah. R- R- Hunter, I yeah. think. Was his name. When, his,
0: when his dad had like a broken leg. Anyways, yeah. there was some magic. I, I definitely wouldn't call you crazy. But Houston's done pretty well in tournament history. And it's going to take a little bit more for me, to just give it to Georgia State. So I'm going to choose Houston here. All right, moving on. Wofford, Seton Hall. Now, Seton Hall has beaten Villanova, I believe, twice, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've done quite a few big things. But I'm going to go with the second year in a row just to give it to a dog mascot. This is my favorite dog. With them being the Terriers, I just like their, their logo. I mean, undefeated in conference play. They haven't done very well against... Uh, top twenty-five opponents, but Seton Hall once again has also been very inconsistent. I mean, they they only went nine-nine in the Big East. You can't really, you know, you, you can't really expect that much out of them if that's if that's their conference record out in the Big East.
1: Yeah, the only thing for Seton Hall for me is I feel like Miles Powell gets a lot of credit for his shooting abilities, and he's only hitting thirty-six percent from three on the season. Um, he's a much better two-point shooter at 54% than a lot of guards are. I think that his three-point shooting is overhyped up just a little bit, and I think that'll get Seton Hall in trouble with trying to shoot too many threes in this game, and Wofford will take it. Moving on to Kentucky and Abilene Christian. Who do you got there? I, I got, feel like I, I know the answer. Yeah, I got
0: Kentucky. We won't even talk about that one.
1: All right, moving on. North Carolina and Utah State. I said it earlier. I do think North Carolina is one of
0: the best teams in this tournament. They, they're Number six in uh, Ken Palm, they've, you know, they've beaten everybody that you need to beat in a season to say, hey, like, you got what it takes to beat anybody, if that makes sense. Beating Duke, beating Virginia, they've, uh, they've done some pretty nice things. They, they shared the ACC title this year, uh, the regular season title. And I I like them in this game against Utah State. I don't think that Utah State's offense uh, is going to be overpowering enough to get past North Carolina. All right, Auburn
1: and Northeastern.
0: I still think Auburn's running that hot streak. I think they look pretty well. I mean, I actually saw them play a little bit today, and I was impressed with the way that they looked. They're fast. They like to run in transition. And they're one of those SEC teams that I think are a little bit slept on. I'm giving it to Auburn. All
1: right, Auburn. Winning that one, Iowa State in Houston. Who do you got? I'm taking Houston in this game purely because
0: I don't trust the Cyclones in the tournament. And they've done so many bad things to me. I'm going to give it it's to very, Houston.
1: It's a very fair point. Wofford in Kentucky. I would. This is one of the games that, if it shapes up to, I'm going to probably get in trouble at work for watching this game. Um, <laughs> Wofford in Wofford in Kentucky. Who do you got? I
0: got Kentucky in this game. Kentucky is been a little bit of an enigma this year, but, I mean, I, I, I'm taking Kentucky because I think the matchup that they are going to see later on is going to be the one that will tell you if they're going to be able to go to the Final Four or not.
1: All right, UMC Auburn, who do you got?
0: I'm going to take North Carolina over Auburn. This is where their hot streak ends. I don't think that they're able to make it to an Elite Eight. I don't think that Auburn's an Elite Eight team, but winning a few games in a tournament is definitely a good possibility for them. So I'm going with North Carolina.
1: All right, Houston and Kentucky. Who do you got?
0: I got Kentucky. They, like I said, they've they've done good things, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it at that.
1: All right. So who wins that matchup between Kentucky and North Carolina?
0: I think this is one of the best matchups that we'll see in the tournament if it happens. I mean, they basically are are identical in statistical categories on Ken Palm almost across the board. Uh, If you know for offensive defense, they kind of flip flop with uh, Kentucky being a little tiny bit better on defense and just a little tiny bit worse on offense. So if you look at both of these teams' schedules this year, that's another thing that you look and say you only lost a few games. You've beaten everybody that you needed to beat. This is going to be exciting. I think if North Carolina can dominate the boards and get Kentucky out of sorts, they have a chance. But I'm going to give it to uh, Kentucky and Coach Cal.
1: All right. So we have our final four set of Duke, Gonzaga, one matchup, Virginia and Kentucky in the other. So let's go ahead and talk about our final four here. If I tell you right now that Duke will beat Gonzaga, do you have any qualms?
0: No, I do not, actually. Honestly, I, I, I put Duke in my final uh i i was still kind of questionable about Gonzaga at the beginning of the season in the middle of the season at the end of the season them losing to the St. Mary's in the you know in the conference tournament i don't i i thought they might have even fallen out of a one seed to begin with so here comes uh here comes Duke and Zion if they're all healthy
1: all right let's take it to the next matchup you go first i'll follow up if i disagree Virginia versus Kentucky, who would you take in that matchup?
0: I think it's Kentucky. I think they actually have you they're gonna be able to outrun outpace and dominate the flow of the game against a Virginia team. They have done that in the tournament before that I feel coach cal you know they it's not their, he's not it's not his best team, but I think they have a pretty good way if they beat North Carolina, you'll know that they're definitely gonna beat virginia that's that, that that was my point in my elite a matchup is. If Kentucky beats North Carolina, I think they'll be into the championship game.
1: All right. I do agree with you. I think Kentucky is one of the rare teams that could get under UVA skin defensively and hurry them up to a pace they don't want to play. And I think they we're going to out-rebound Virginia also. So I will agree with you. And that sets up a matchup that goes back to the beginning of the year in the Champions Classic. Duke winning, I think, it was 118 to 80-something Duke versus Kentucky. Who would you take in the rematch of the Champions Classic?
0: Isn't it a kind of ironic that they could possibly meet on the very first day of the regular season and then meet on the very, in the last, very last game of yeah. the year? <laughs> I, think, I think that could be a thing. And, I mean, what a redemption story that would be. But I think the the hype, the intimidation factor of Duke starts to play a factor here. This is when Kentucky finds themselves out of sorts and gets beat. They're kind of beats themselves is the way that I would look at it. Coach Cal has had a good track record in the regular season, had a good track record in the tournament, but hasn't had the best track record in the final. And I, I would th- agree with you. And yeah. I think I think Coach K is more than enough clout. <laughs> That's the red that everybody's using today. I think Coach K has more than enough clout to take care of business and run on home with
1: another national championship. The only thing I have to say about that matchup is Zion with a full year of NCAA experience under his belt, the entire Duke team with an entire year of experience against Kentucky. I still think Duke is the better team. So, you on here on the Just Say in Sports podcast, we have picked Duke Blue Devils as our national champion, going to, and defeating the University of Kentucky. Do you, is this shape Is this how confident are you in this? If if this was to happen. Would you be the guy that says, I told you so, or the guy that was like, Ooh, I'm glad I'm right. And I, that worked out pretty well for me.
0: Well, Sean, if you look, or if you listen back at our beginning of the year episodes, I think I could tell you, I told you so. I, I didn't, I didn't really know if I was going to stick with Duke. Once the brackets came out, I was kind of upset that Michigan state was there. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I think Michigan state could have beat Duke. Uh, but not, not, really. Not without Josh Langford. And, uh, Zion, that like I said, when we talked about it at the beginning of the season, we saw the talent, the raw ability for them to be able to win. Obviously, they've had a few bad losses. Zion going down was not good against North Carolina. I mean, that like that just kind of sucks for that game. You know, it being that game, of course. You know, because we could have seen, you know, potentially another type of final matchup. You know, there could be a North Carolina Duke matchup if Kentucky doesn't make it this far or whatever. But yes.
1: I just want to say yes, please, To that if we have North Carolina Duke in the final, that would be probably the most hyped college basketball game of all time.
0: It would definitely be awesome, especially this year with Zion and him not playing in the first game and, you know, all that type of different hype. So either way, I think that our our pick at the beginning of the season, matching or my pick at the beginning of the season, matching my pick at the end of the season is when I can say I told you so. And I normally don't do that. I normally don't do that.
1: I know. I agree with you. I think I also agreed with you in picking Duke at the beginning of the regular season. And so if we end up being right all the, all the way through, that's going to be the first time for me, at least, my pick at the beginning of the year will be my pick at the end of the year and be correct. So that is our bracket show for you guys. We have Duke winning the national championship against Kentucky, just to repeat.
0: Yeah, and we know that we're going to be wrong once again. <laughs> uh, let's remember this disclaimer. We know we're going to be wrong, but at least you know a little bit more about each team, each pick. So whenever you do your bracket pools, you're not just sitting there going, "What do I do? What do I do? What do I do?" You can come to Sean and I for a little bit of insight. It was awesome. This is this is this is why we love March Madness. This is this is what got our show started, my friend.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: And here we are again. It's it's come full circle. We're going to keep on pushing, keep on moving. Make sure you share this episode with your friends so they can all listen to us to help them or babble on about our picks if they don't really care or if they can, you know, tell us who, tell us who your final four picks are. Uh, if you think we're right, wrong, stupid, imbeciles, whatever you want to do. Uh, let's uh, get sharing, subscribing. Make sure you like all of our stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adnett. Sean at Dwyer SE three, and of course you know our Twitter at Just Saying Sport with no S at the end. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, wherever else you like to listen to your podcasts. And yeah, I we really appreciate appreciate everybody sticking with us. You know, a year later that's that's pretty crazy. I didn't really know we would be doing a year long podcast,
1: but yeah, I agree. plan
0: plan to go way deep into the. future so we're going to keep it rocking for you guys. Once again, tell us what you like and uh, tell us what your final four are. So without further ado, my name is Jake Atnip. I'm Sean DeWire. Thank you for listening. It's been a great first year of Just Saying Sports. And we'll see you next week.